there is an aspect of this camp which, I mean, if I follow, can take us a very long time. But it's also important, and it's called haki, which means when Jesus was in the temple, he was hearing and asking questions. Yes. So in this camp meeting, in this camp meeting, I'm going to allow you to, I'm going to allow you to ask questions. We're going to have some sessions, but I hope not too long, but about anything you want to ask. Anything about anything. So, so that's a blessing. You can ask anything about anything. And um, we are here to answer all questions that can be answered. Amen? Amen. So, that is one. And I'm going to start tonight. Oh, yes. So, give me a chair. Now, before we go to bed, before we go to bed, you know, I've had camp meetings that I don't preach at all. I just ask questions, any question you ask, and um, we do that. I did a lot of that last year. The whole camp is whatever you ask. About anything, you can ask about anything, even if it's not uh, spiritual or it's not, because um, you may think to yourself, I have to ask a very spiritual question. No, but there may be something that you want to know or understand about anything. Yes, about the church, about me, about anything. If I can answer, I will answer. If I can't answer, I'll tell you that all. Oh, it's personal, I don't, I can't, I don't answer such questions. <laughs> Like if you ask me how much money do I have in my bank, I say, I don't know how much money you have in your bank. Why do you want to know how much money I have? <laughs> so I'm going to start by opening the floor. Where's the microphone? Ah, this brother has a microphone. So does anybody have any questions? If you don't have any questions, then I, I, we just move on to the next group. Yes. Okay. Hi, Prophet. Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. God okay. bless you. Thank yes. you for coming here. Now you see this brother's hairstyle. Come. <laughs> stand here, stand here. Stand, stand, stand. You see, there are some people who only listen to a pastor with this hairstyle. I, mean, I want to have pastors with such hairstyles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying that you, are, you need to have this hairstyle, but there is a group of people that, when they see this person, you a pastor? Wow. Ah. Glory to God. It's true. And there are places where you have this hairstyle, nobody will want to be in the church. So it depends on where you are called. Uh, what's your name? Joseph. Apostle Joseph. Say amen, brother. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay.
Okay, thank you. Now, question, questions. Um, my name is Chia. I'm from First Love ATL. What's ATL? Oh, Atlanta. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> First Love, First your love name Atlanta. Is what? Chia's. Chia's. No, Chia. Sorry. C H I A. Yes, please. C H I A. Chia. Okay. Yes, please. So, I actually have two questions. Is that okay? Sister, hurry up. Your time okay. is Okay. <laughs> okay, my first question is about marriage. Um, <laughs> So my question is, so 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 my question is, um, um, how did you, or how do you think I should go about convincing my father that I should marry early? Um, my father is not in the church, but he he loves me very much, and he he wants me to finish medical school, um, and I'm I'm joining. I'm gonna be in third year soon, so I have two more years. So um, that was the first question I have. And so how old are you? I'm 24. And you want to marry when? Right now. Um, Prophet, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Quiet, please. Prophet, I, I also have a beloved, and we've been together for about a, almost, it's going to be two years soon, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready, Prophet. <laughs> ready. So you have to, you have to, shh, you have to sit down with your father. Yes, please. And explain to him mm -hmm. how you're in a relationship and um, that you don't want to disgrace him. Yes, please. I don't want to bring any disgrace to the house. Yeah. I don't want to get pregnant before marriage or anything like that to happen. So you want to beg him to allow you to marry. That's all. Amen. All. all right. Yes, please. Can I ask my second question? Yes, quickly. Okay, okay, okay. My second question is, um, I, you've been mentioning Anakazo Bible School and how, how Americans are not really there, and I felt like I wanted to go, but I'm also in medical school, so I was thinking, what is the timeline if I do want to go to Anakazo Bible School? The timeline is entirely up to you. Wow. I don't know when you are in school or when you finish school and all that. Yeah. And you want to get married. When you get married, your husband will determine <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> 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 yes, please. Marriage is a deleter of ministries. Oh. Many times, many times. Depend on who you marry. If you are blessed to marry somebody who flows in the ministry, then you can. But many people don't flow with the ministry. Just like your father may not flow with the idea of you getting married. Now you may have in mind you must finish school your housemanship, that's like four years' time. Yeah. Uh, many parents also don't sleep with him, do everything, just don't bring a pregnancy home. Yes, we close our eyes to you. We, we know you are grown-ups. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, thank you All so right. much, Prophet. You are blessed. Uh, Bishop Henry, I think you have to be Selecting the people, okay? So, yeah, yeah, she's given to her already, so. Yes? 
Um, hi, Prophet. Oh, hi, my dear. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. My name is Favor. And so I wanted to ask you two questions, if that's okay. Hey, please. Okay, okay, okay. So, Listen, just ask, because okay. your time. Yes, please. When, when it gets to, I'll tell you something. Let me tell you the truth. The last camp I had with this formula, we, the camp was ending. We, you could not ask all the questions they wanted to ask. The whole camp, in three days we were there. Question, answer, question, answer. So when it's time to speak, don't say, can I ask three questions? Can I ask two questions? Can I Just shoot. Forgive. Ask. And then otherwise, you, they will start taking the microphone from you. Yes, please. Thank you, Prophet. So I was thinking a lot about cost, right? And I know, well, I don't know what it costs you to fulfill your ministry. And I, I, I've seen like you've done so many great things. And even as you told, like when you were young, you started off serving the Lord and you're strong and very passionate. And so I really wanted to like, wanted to know what it cost you at a young age to fulfill your ministry, to you know be on it. And I think one thing I really wanted to catch is that mindset, because you were talking about how it's like that mindset that drives you, so. That mindset is the book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing. Have you read it? I have read some, but not yes. all. Read, read it again. Yes, please. And so I wanted to ask a question regarding um, the anointing and the double portion of anointing. So I wanted to see, is there a difference between the cost to be anointed and to, be, to get that double portion of the anointing? I wanted to like, understand the different costs that I would have to To sacrifice. have a double portion. Yes. Or and just one portion. So yeah, the difference between one portion and the double portion. I'm sure it's a double price. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you. Uh, Hi, Prophet. My name's Aaliyah from First Love, New Jersey. And <laughs> Um, right now, I feel like I'm in a season where a lot of things are like kind of hard and they're not really working as I would like them to, like placenta, and then I'm also taking my MCAT, and that's a struggle too. And I just want to know. Your what? And your what? I, I, my I, MCAT. My what's MCAT. MCAT. I don't know what MCAT. Oh, the medical school entry exam that you have to take to uh -huh. go. Yeah. So um, I wanted to know, like, when you're going through those stages in life, how are you able to, like, just break through? Because, like, I just need something to just push me forward and move on from that. Yeah. Well, there's one flow prayer meeting where we talked about breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can find it. That, that would be the answer to your question. All right? Find it. Everything is on the internet, so find it. Find out. Hi, Prophet. Thank you so much. My name is Achua, um, and my question is... Um, I know you speak a lot about um, a lot of us avoiding debt and not trying to take loans and things, but for some of us who are maybe forced to, in a situation where we have to take a loan, how do you suggest that we go about trying to you know, pay it off as quickly as possible and going about trying to minimize as much as, as like, minimize the amount of loan that we have? Oh, I think that um, 
if you have to take, you have had to take a loan, you are saying the right thing. Try to pay it off as quickly as possible. Thank so you. I, so much. I wouldn't know exactly what you, you need to do. <laughs> Maybe eat less chicken, eat less rice. <laughs> Okay. Um, hi, Bishop. Um, my name is Soraya from Southwest Philly. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm a new believer. I grew up Buddhist, so uh, my mom is Buddhist still. Like, she, like, knows God, I guess, but she doesn't know about the church, and she doesn't, she's not really into it, and it's hard to explain stuff to her because she's not that into it, if that makes sense. So when I do stuff like come to camp and drive five hours to Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, you know, she doesn't understand and she doesn't want to understand. So my question is, how do I help my parents to understand like the journey that I'm taking with Christ? Well, um, the best thing to do is to pray for them. Pray for them. As you pray for your parents, the Holy Spirit will touch them. But honestly, it's only by praying, just praying for them. And also pray for laborers. Jesus said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So pray that the Lord of the harvest will send a laborer to your parents, somebody who, who they'll listen. They don't like you to listen to you because you are their child, isn't it? Yeah. Parents don't listen to children in terms of advice or trying to change. You are supposed to listen to their advice. So maybe God will send somebody to touch them. And as you keep praying and as you behave well, one day they're going to ask you, the Jesus, you, you mentioned a book. Can I read the book? And before you realize, she's reading a book. And leave books are hanging around. Leave books around. They'll read it secretly when you are not there. <laughs> All right? Hi, Prophet. My name is Tina. I'm, I'm Cameroonian. And I just want to say thank you for going to Cameroon. Cameroon has been in um, a civil war for the past five years. I've gone back home three times, and I've not been able to go to my hometown just because of the war that is going on. But thank you for going there and for preaching and for saving souls. I was very happy. My parents were so happy. We, we didn't even believe that those amount of people were still alive in those towns that you went to just because they've been killing so many people. But I just want to say thank you. Hello, Prophet. My name is Damola. I'm from First Love Houston. So I just wanted to go straight to the point. So I've been struggling to kind of understand what the ministry is. Like, is it just bringing people to church? So I wanted to ask, what is the ministry and how do I fulfill my ministry as a, I think, young Christian? Let me say that. What, what, is, is, the, what is the ministry and how do I personally fulfill my ministry? Okay. The word ministry, yeah. it means to serve. All right, so when you are in the ministry, you are in a service. Like, like that's what the army people say, we are in the service. So to serve 
is to be in the ministry. Now, there are different ways you can serve, all right? And when we talk about fulfilling your ministry, like that's what we are talking about now. And I, like I said, there are five gifts, apostle, a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, and an evangelist. So you can serve in one of these ways. That's, that's, that's how to fulfill your ministry. And how to fulfill your ministry, the first step is don't compare yourself with anybody. And the second step is know your region and your territory. So if you are from Houston, maybe that's the territory. I don't know where you are from, or maybe you come from somewhere. That's where you're supposed to be, and you, you be there, and you serve in your territory. If you've got a church, there's a pastor, there's somebody to serve, that's how to be in the ministry. All right? Thank you, Prophet. Beautiful. Hi, Prophet. My name is Latina. Um, and my question is, you were talking about um, knowing your territory, right? But how do you know that maybe the territory that you're in isn't for you? Like if it's not working, how do you know it's because it's not for you? Or maybe it's just like a matter of time, like it's hard ground. And that's where you've been called to, but it, it just hasn't, the season hasn't come for it to work yet. Or you're not called to be in that place. It could be either of them. So as the spirit leads you, it could be this, it could be it's a hard ground, it's not going to work. It could be you're, you are not anointed. Mm. It could be your scent has not changed. Yeah. Like there are some ladies that too much of, of women mm. to minister well. Your femaleness comes out so much. And, but maybe we need more of the anointing than being a woman. Mm. Or maybe you are so American that we need more of being anointed than being American. Mm. Or you have Nigerian, we need more of the anointing than being Nigerian. Anything. There are many things. But service is service. You have to start and you have to be on it. And eventually it will work. You see this church, this is just first class people that have come. When we started the church here in 1995, five people, we were there. We went to 43rd Street at the top there, 40th floor somewhere, in a small room with Faith, with uh, his mother, that's who, um, David, yes, and Eunice's mother. She was there. And whose mother? Address mother. Who is address mother? Andy. Oh, is that Andy also? Okay. Yes, your mother. Your mother, your mother. They were there. <laughs> Akwele, where is Akwele? She was also, oh, was he there? Yeah. Yeah, Akwele was there. In the 90s. So you, you people have a different flavor from when, when I came to start. And so... Me, I'm expecting to see complete, like, America. There's no, nobody will even know that it, there was ever even a connection to Ghana. I mean, unless you, you, you go into it, you wouldn't even know. Yes. And then somebody will have to tell you, oh, yeah, yeah. Just like how the Methodist Church in, in, in America is connected to the Methodist Church in England. Came from there, but there are different things and there are 
all Methodists. All right? Beautiful. Who's next? Hi, Prophet. My name is Omar, and I'm from First Love Dallas. <laughs> Thank you. So um, the message that you spoke about sense, um, it was very powerful. But I also wanted to know um, if, the, if also sense happens to um, affect who you attract as well, and not just about um, the anointing in the ministry, but also who you attract in the spirit as well. Oh, yes. I mean, if we didn't have so much time to go into the scent, but that is what a scent is. It attracts. It attracts and it repels. It attracts and it repels. So 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 and 15, it talks about, the, it says that we have the savor of Christ. Do you see? That word savor is the smell. Is the same as the scent. You see, so we are unto God a sweet savor. We smell of Christ. Do you see? And then to others that are perishing, we are smell or an aroma of death. All right? To one, we smell of death. They just, they just see when they feel condemned. Yeah. And another, they just see you and they feel there's life. You know, no preaching, nothing. You just feel happy. <laughs> and they ask, who is sufficient for these things? Or who can do these things? It's God's power. It's God's power that makes you smell of life. And also smell of death. And that's why some people feel condemned when they see you. They just feel condemned. You haven't said a word. You haven't said there's something wrong. Why are you smoking? Why are you drinking? Why are you doing this? You, are, you, have, you have a scent of death. And also, there's also that scent. That's why sometimes, you know, you don't have a certain scent. So you don't attract people to marry you. Do you see? Yes. Because you have a scent of independence and wickedness. Yes. You know, although you are very beautiful. You may be very beautiful, but the scent that you give off is a scent of independence, fierce independence and wickedness. Yes, which is waiting to manifest on a captive. If, if, you be, if he will be foolish enough to sign. Oh, yes. How do you get rid of that scent? I'll, I'll show you there are two ways that a scent will change, but I don't want, if we go into that now, that will be too long. So pray that we talk about it before, because I'm going to talk about it. How to change your scent. All right? Hi, hi Prophet. Uh, my name is Cyprian. I'm from First Love Tacoma. Hey, 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 hey. And my question is, Sorry, I'm kind of having difficult, I may find it difficult to phrase this question well, but how do you like join and like step in into like stepping by faith with God's like, with God's plan? For example, um, you mentioned like for knowing your ministry, like you, you have to believe like that's like, that's, this is for you. But how, like if God, 
Like, how do you join that with if God's plan is for you to go into a different direction? Like, how, how do we join the line between the two? I don't think I got the question. The question is what? Like, how do you, how do you join, like, um, join. if I... Like, how do you join? I'm not really sure if I can say separate the line between, like... How do you draw the line between... between knowing me stepping into, let's say, my ministry by faith or knowing, like, if it's the will of God? Yes. So what he's asking is whether it's just a step of faith or whether it's the will of God. Is that it? Yes. There's a book, The Art of Hearing. Have you read it? No. Yeah, you need to read it. So read The Art of Hearing. Okay, it's going to give you all the answers. Thank you. A lot of the, the answer, everybody say the answer is in the Macarius. The answer is in the Macarius. Almost every question you ask, the answer is in the Macarius. But it's only out of respect that we answer <laughs> questions. But most questions, the answer is in the Macarius. Yes. All right, who else? Hi, Prophet. Thank you so much. My name is Karen, um, and I recently just got married. Wow! My, que my question is, how do I um, maintain zeal for the ministry after marriage and not get comfortable, like, just being married and just having a family? Um, and end up being like a ministry leader. Like, how do I um, help well and like still maintain fire um, for the ministry because I'm married to a pastor? Mm. Um, who, who is your husband? The sound engineer. <laughs> oh, I know him. What's your name? Brian. Were you in Accra? Fesla? Sound. Oh, okay. So you have the gift of sound engineering. <laughs> huh? Apostolic gift. Oh, yes. yes. So Karine is asking what? Um, how do I maintain zeal for the ministry now that I'm married instead of getting comfortable like just being married and why well I can tell you I can tell you that Jesus didn't marry Paul didn't marry and because they knew that it would affect the ministry greatly so the truth is that you are in for a rough ride yeah we are in for darkness you are in for poor visibility. You won't see far. Oh, yes. That's a, those are the realities. But if you are determined, if you are determined, all right, you will find yourself doing well in the ministry, even though you are married. Now, the other problem is that you may not do well in marriage but you may do well in a minute. It's, they are all difficult things. And it involves a lot of pillage. I've come to find that a lazy girl cannot be a good wife. And a lazy girl cannot be a good minister. And a lazy man, can, there's no place for a lazy man in the church. Yes. 
So you need a lot of hard work. It takes you a lot to marry to marry a man. It's not a boyfriend or girlfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend, you come, you kiss, and you go back to your houses. And, and you go back. But this one is going to expect, like if we close tonight, he's going to expect certain things. He's going to have a certain mind and so on. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Prophet. But it, it, it looks like she didn't, when, when I was saying the last thing I was saying, that she didn't even seem to even want me to come. She just gave the mic away, so thank you. And she just gave the mic. And I'm, I, I feel offended. I feel, I feel I came to the wrong group. I feel I have to stop. I'm, I'm ready to give him whatever. <laughs> I sit down. Yes, go. Go, 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 go. Hi, Prophet. Um, my name is Abana Ansa from First Love, New Jersey. Um, and I just, um, so yesterday I decided that I was going to tell my pastor that I want to be a Basenta shepherd. And, um, but I'm not that confident because I'm now going to my first year of college. And I'm not sure if I'm going to do too well with school and being a Basenta shepherd. And I have a second question. Um, I guess right now it's easy to say that as I go into college, I'm going to be focused on God. But, like, college is surrounded with, like, a lot of worldly stuff. So how can I make sure that I, I don't really fall into those things? What's your first question? <laughs> <laughs> um... My first question was, um, how can I make sure that as I tell my pastor that I, I want to become a Basenta shepherd, that as I go into my first year of college, that I'm going to do well in both school and being You're asking me how to tell your pastor. No, no, no how, can I, how can I do well both in school and, and being a Basenta shepherd? How can you do well doing both? Yeah. Or read Lycos. Listen, are you there? Look, life has many things that have to be done at the same time. Do you understand? So you always have to balance this and that, that and this, that and that. So anyone who says, oh, how can I do at the same time be a wife and at the same time be a whatever? Or how can I be work at the bank and at the same time be a bartender chef? Or how can I be in school and at the same time serve the Lord? Or how can I go on a mission and at the same time be a good wife? And how can I... Do this and that and that, please. Life has many compartments that you always be juggling. All right? That's just how it is. And just have to get used to it. And that's why being a wife, you get about, if you do model marriage, duties of a wife, plenty. 
plenty. So there's duties of a wife, this, that. We are all juggling. We are all juggling with things. So you, you, that's, it's, just, it's just hard, and you just have to do it. And if you marry, okay, if you like marry, put aside ministry and see. You have to juggle with children. First you have one child, then another child, then another child. You'll be juggling with children, husband, job, the house, food. There's about eight or nine things all at the same time. And you see. And then you see that leaving the placenta, whatever that you've left, has not helped in any way. In fact, it has rather put aside God, and you can't put aside God and do well. All right? Thank you so much, Prophet. Uh, my name is Comfort from First Love Flagstaff in Arizona. <laughs> so, um, so my husband and I are in Flagstaff right now with the campus ministry. And one of the main issues we've been running into has been with homosexuality. So a lot of students are, of course, gay or they just, um, just that's like one of our main issues. So it's like, um, I left the church because the church didn't like gays. I'm gay, so I'm like, I'm not a Christian. So we run into that a lot. And uh, my question is that how do we, like what practical ways can we deal with that? Um, how would we, of course, talk to them um, on outreach? How do we, like, you know, outreach to them to change their mind? We are praying, but I feel like that's such a stronghold on campus. So um, any books, recommendation, anything to help us? There. Well, I think you should check on the internet on how to to do that because I I, I don't really have uh, on how to do that. I'm sure there's a lot on the internet on that. So I I, I don't think I, I want to talk about that because I, I, I honestly don't go converting people and um, I don't we don't have that but what what we have is what does the bible say about that and our stance is what the bible says so it's one of the sins that's that's what, like lying fornication everything same thing okay all right Thank but you. It's, it's now not just a biblical thing it's a political thing it's mm. so many so check on the internet. I'm sure you'll find what to do. <laughs> okay. Um, if, if I could just clarify. So just so I'm understanding, my goal, of course, is not to convert them, but to just sort of like preach the word of God to them. And then if they, of course, decide to come around, then that's like a win. In that, is that yeah, just preach yeah. to everybody. Pastor, preach to, to every creature. Once it's falling to the creatures, then you preach <laughs> every creature. Preach to every creature. That's it. Okay, thank you. And I, I don't think you can, well, I don't know whether you can see what somebody's orientation is before you preach to them. Just preach it as human beings. That's all. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. My name is... Yeah, go ahead. My name is Eddie from First Love Mass Central. And I just wanted to ask, thank you so much for the opportunity. So you mentioned about... Um, having to pay the price for the anointing. And for the past couple years, like whenever we have like camps or services, 
I'm always like really excited um, and all, but when I get back, I see that I'm not ready to pay that price. Like I still, I keep doing the same things I used to do. And I really don't want to leave here the same way because I want to be anointed and I want to do the work of God. So what can I do to be able to pay that price? Why, why are they clapping? I don't, I don't understand. Prophet, similar issue. What's, what's, so what's the main question? How to go back to pay said, the, for the past two years? Yeah, like, I mean, like, I haven't been able, I, I, don't, I haven't brought myself to pay the price for the anointing. Like, I try, but, like, I keep doing the same things I what, used to do. What are the do. same things I used to do? Like, like what? watching movies, sleeping a lot, not, not reading, not praying. Yes. Listen, you know something? The reason why um, Christianity gets difficult is because you do not let yourself get deep into the activities. You see, when movement brings life, so like right now, we are at a camp. So you, you will see life. All right? You are alive because it's past 1 a.m. We are here. We are talking. We are preaching. Do you see? Now, all first life churches need to have the life and the activities. You see, the reason why you have so much time to watch movies and series it's because there's time. And sometimes it's also because the pastors are not organizing things that the church should do. So the church is just there. Because many times the members are waiting for an announcement. We are doing this. We are going here. We are having this program. Let's go here. Let's do this. There's a lot of people just waiting to be called, to be summoned. Yeah. And so every church, First Love Church, must have a vibrant music attempt. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you in the choir? You're in the choir? Yes, please. Yes. So you must have a vibrant music. You see, the music we have in the First Love Church came because... We wanted to have a carnival. We call it a carnival. So instead of calling it a crusade, we call it a carnival. We go outside, we just sing, and then people come around and we preach to them. Every first love church should be doing that. Singing and preaching. Singing and preaching. Singing. Because of technology, you can have the best instrumentation and whatever, and you can sing. Do we have 150, 200 songs? You can sing. Outreach, singing, outreach, prayer for it. Look, when I became a Christian, I was going to church from Monday to Saturday. I didn't go to church on Sundays. Although I honor Archbishop Duncan Williams and so on, I wasn't really a church member there. I wasn't really going to church. The church I was going to was 
Calvary Road Ministry, which was a ministry that was praying and doing outreaches, singing songs, going for rehearsals. That's all that we did. That's why I let all young children learn how to play instruments. It keeps you busy and it keeps you active. And you see, if I put a child here, he'll run this way, run this way, run this way, because there's energy, there's movement. So in the young people in the church, we should be having concert after concert. And there should be more and more and more singers. We don't have only one singer. We have many singers. I'm sure you can see we have more singers. We church on Sunday, different people sing. And many more people have the ability to be stars. So, and there, I'm, I'm sure there's many people here who are star quality. If I, if I moved to America, I, my, when I started the first life, the first thing I did was have an audition. Come, sing, sing, sing. That, so the, from the first day, I said, I'm doing audition. After church, church is closed. Anybody who thinks you can sing, stay after. And then I said, sing, let me hear. And the song was, uh, uh, what's that song? My Redeemer Lives. Then we started. So straight away, we were there doing audition from morning to evening. That's why church doesn't end early. That's why we started the campus past 1 a.m. Everybody is awake and alive. Yes. It doesn't end, it doesn't end early. Yes. So there is a lack of energy, movement, activity, do you understand, that causes the ship to, 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 to have nothing to do. So then you sit at home and you have your phone and you are wishing, why is not somebody sending me texts, joining groups, watching videos, forwarded texts, forwarded videos, and all sorts of things, going on internet, Netflix, this, that, pornography. There's so much time to do whatever. But real Christianity is a very busy thing. Very busy. I don't have time at all. And it's not because of who I am. But it has been like that for years. The only time I get a chance to watch a movie, a movie is if I'm eating. And so as long as the eating lasts, the movie is on. And eating finishes in five minutes. The movie is over. So I can watch one movie for two months or three months. Every time we start from where we, we left and then we keep moving and keep moving and keep moving until it's over. That's the way I, I've been watching movies for years. Because I don't have time to watch, sit down and watch, I mean, hours of movies. No, 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 no. There's no time like that. So you are not busy. Well, what's, what's, what's your church name? Mass Central. Mass Central. Who is the pastor? Um, Nana. Nana. Where's Nana? He's not here. Apostle Nana. Where is she? Run, run. Ah, that's the pastor. You are Nana. It sounds like a, a girl's name. <laughs> no, but your, your church member doesn't seem to have enough activities. Isn't it? Where is the, where is the microphone? She's backsliding in the house having uh, movies. She's backsliding, having movies. When she finishes church and she goes back, she, she, she doesn't know what to do. She's just watching Netflix. Do you, have you been watching Netflix? Yes. Please. And series of things. 
on the internet and she doesn't have anything to do and you are her pastor. Huh? You, you, just, you just come and preach a sermon for 35 minutes on Sunday and then she, 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 she's just there. She doesn't know. She's free. A, a lost sheep that's just moving around. Are you happy with this pastor, Nana? No. And you say you are a, 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 a member where? Mass Central. Yes. What's that? Um, Central Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts, we have a lot of souls there. Are you, are you a soloist? No. Have you tried to be before? Yeah, I, I, I have. But it didn't work? It worked, but there's someone else doing it now. Someone else doing Who is that? Who is challenging you? Ihoma. Who? Ihoma. Norma. Who is that? Stand up. Ihoma, she's at the back. She's at the back. She's taking over. Come. You've taken over her ministry. Or the pastor, you chose this one. You did auditions. Have, have you done auditions before? Prophet, I have not done auditions. You've not done, you see, the pastor has never done an audition. My dear, I hear you've taken over her ministry. Come this way, come and stand by her. Go, go this way. What songs do you sing? I sing the... Any song, sing any song, let me hear. Sun, who made the moon? That song, what's it called? Uh, who taught that song? Yeah, sing it. I'm doing audition. I want to hear it. Okay. Oh, I want to be a strong Christian. No, 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 no. I said, Who made the sun? Who, who taught the sing it? Sing it. Who taught the sun? Where to stand in the You can only go this far. Okay, leave her to sing. And who? Don't know. No. We are doing an audition. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, no. You don't know the words. I don't know the words. Let's try her. Let's try her. Ready, go. Give us the key. Who taught the sun? Where is that? And who showed the ocean? You can only come this far. And who told the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words can
So you see, if you say you are following me, I do audition, auditions for people to find singers. I go on outreach, carnival. What's your name? Ellie. 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 Eddie. 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 Yes, please. Eddie. I thought it was a boy's name. Eddie. Oh, it's short for Eddie Young. Eddie Young. Eddie Young. Eddie Young. Eddie Young. Eddie Dion is struggling. So everyone here who is pastoring a branch, a church is a very active microorganism, very always moving. There must be prayer, there must be singing, there must be worship, there must be people learning instruments, there must be singing, and the singing is not just to stand in church and sing and be a star, but it's to reach out. People listen to preaching when they hear it sung. That's why the songs, that's why songs, the Bible says that speak to yourself in psalms and hymns, because singing is a way of communicating. Or you tell people what to do by the music. So I'm expecting you to have more outreaches. Do your hairstyle, stand outside, wherever it's allowed. Wherever the law allows it, you sing, you witness to people. People are, people, people are, people are, that's why, that's why people are being converted. That's why people are being converted to do different things, different perversions in this world. There is an active outreach if you don't know. So the fact that Eddie feels that she's going to she's teaching the anointing, but when she goes back home, it's just going to all fall back to whatever. It's a sign that you're not active. And you see, a small church can have even more activity because everybody in the church is mobilized to work because the church is small. In fact, there are people who don't like big churches, and I don't blame them. There are people who don't want to belong to big churches because when you're in a big church, it's like... You don't, you get lost, you don't have, you are not important. There are people who have moved from big churches to smaller branches so that they will be important in the small branch. They will also sing, they will do worship, they will do different things. I know people who are, have done that in, within our churches. So when there is a small church, if you are going to do your apostolic ministry well, your pastoral ministry, you can see energy. In fact, one of the things when you read Paul, you sort of see uh, some energy. Yeah. And he says, I labored more abundantly than they or I went harder than all the other apostles. So you get the feeling that the other apostles like Thaddeus, Thomas, and others, they were more restful. But Paul seemed to be more like he's going somewhere, being beaten, arrested, active, making tents. He's doing something. Yes. So that is what we need. And that is something that in the first love church, you get it, you must 
know that there is activity. And in fact, if you are not going to be that active, we will have to take you out of the first love church so that you join a more grown-up and a sedentary lifestyle. A more sedentary lifestyle. More calm, slow-moving and restful according to the age. But there are some people who have what we call premature aging. And that they are not yet at that age, but they, they start to dress in that way. They look older, they are slower, and they are not interested in certain things. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Rarely does a grown-up man, all right, go for a girlfriend of, like, an older lady. They always go for a younger, sprite-filled, sprite, is it sprite Sprightly, sprite-filled girl, somebody with some energy and excitement. True or not true? You see, I'll tell you something. I've been, I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord. Yes, I've been a Christian for so many years. I was in a church before, the Kodesh. Do you see? Now, when I moved to the first love, it was like I married a second younger wife. Now, with the younger wife, do you understand, who was full of energy and life, I'm talking of spiritual wife, please. Church, I'm talking of the church, I'm describing the church as like a bride. With this younger bride, I was able to bear more fruits because the younger bride is more active, there's nothing they can't do. You know, and I'm only, I'm only preaching now at this time because you guys are alive, of course, it depends on you. Yes. I'm only talking because you are awake. Yes. An elderly, a more elderly group may start sleeping around 7.30. They are watching the news and then they are falling asleep. Time to sleep by 9 o'clock. Everybody's in bed. asleep. I can't visit her. It's not possible. And you have to respect that it's by a certain age. They have to sleep early. And they wake up early. They listen to the radio very early in the morning and all that. <laughs> Is it true or it's not true? So, please, Pastor Nana, I don't think I'm, where's the water? I don't think I'm happy, I don't think I'm happy with your ministry. Huh? How do you, how do you, 
even this uh, sister there, you didn't do it well. The one who said she was married. to and the members in your church if she's complaining and she's afraid that she's going to lose the anointing I'm sure the other members in your church are also feeling that they will lose their anointing after they come do you want them to lose their anointing no, no, no. and what about you there needs to be energy are you married no I'm not ah. is he active enough do you people have out? I need to see you singing on the streets. Wow. I need to see you organizing little concerts in your universities. You have a little hall and you call the people to come. You sing for them. Practice. Practice and sing. And then you share Jesus with them. And then that's all. Finally, whether they believe or they don't believe, you see somebody will be touched by the effort. That's how you make effort. Then you see God blessing the movement that you are doing. That's what I'm expecting. Are you expecting me to come and organize a crusade in your university? I will not come and organize any. If you are expecting me, then you wait forever. I'm expecting you. I'm having a crusade in Cameroon. I'm expecting you to organize a crusade and to sing, to sing, use your voice, your ability, your music, stand there, sing, even if it's five people. I can't remember this uh, uh, pastor who came to church. He, he, when he was invited to the church, he said he didn't know why he was going. When he went, he was the only person. Daniel. And when they preached, he, he gave his life to Christ. He was shocked that he was the only person. In the, it was a new church with one member. And he was the one member. But they preached to him. And I saw him preaching to 1,000 people later. What are you doing? What are you doing? So, you see, if you're going to be an apostle, we start to see the signs of obedience and the signs of flow from school. I was preaching in school. I was preaching in medical school. I was singing in medical school. Even when our, 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 our school was closed down, university was closed down in 1983, I went to London. I was there for some months. I organized a group, a musical group called the Lilies. I gave them a message, I'm calling you the Lilies. And I, I said, I played the guitar myself. I played on, I sang. It's one of the only times I became a lead singer of, 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 of a group. Oh, yes. I've done all these things before. And it was outreach. I played the guitar and I sang. And I organized them myself. Let's go and we are going to reach out. going to sing in a community center. To try to reach out. I don't have anybody listening to me, but I still did it. What about you? You are waiting to stand on the stage that I'm standing on in Cameroon to preach. Then you will never stand on any stage. So many of you are making the ministry boring in America. Yes, it's boring in America. If you were in Ghana, you see us, we are up in the mountains in Mampong. And we have, some people will say, oh, these places are villages. So we don't take them as villages. We take them as our, our operational center. And we reach out to them. We, we get them bus and everything. You are first love. You are supposed to be reaching out to universities where they are reaching out to them for every other thing in this world. And you are sitting down there 
and you call yourself first love, and it's a young church, and you are mostly dozing like an elderly person. Let me tell you something. Older people sleep more. Older sleep, people sleep more. Yes. One time, somebody told me that, oh, your mother was sleeping she was up to 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock. You know, is it, was it okay? So, I mean, some people, other sometimes they sleep. Sometimes they just sleep. You go to church by six, seven, they are sleeping. So, first love, are you sleeping? No. Are you sleeping? I mean, well, there should be so much activity that it's like, what is this? So, this docile, calm, whatever approach, it's not, it's not real first love. You are not following me. Where is your crusade? Where is your crusade? Where is your outreach? Yeah, where is your regular outreach? People come out in the summer and take off their clothes. In the winter, you claim that it's too cold. In the summer, you claim there's something. You say you're on holiday. There's always a reason, always an excuse, but not actually doing the work. Oh, yes. There is no real fruit without activity. You can't give birth without having sex. To have sex, you have to have movement. Jumping, movement, aerobics, whatever it is. Without that, there will be no child. There will be no child. I see people saying, you know, because I'm a doctor, sometimes they don't have a child. Oh, we want to have a child, we want to have a child, we want to have a child. But you know what to do. Faith without works is dead. Without doing the works, the child will not come. You can take whatever medicine. Medicine doesn't give you pregnancy. Fruit will not come by sleeping. Fruit will come by working and activity. I hope I'm making myself clear. So, this should be Pastor Nana. I'm speaking to him, but I'm speaking to all the pastors. Yes, I'm speaking to all the pastors. I, I expect far more activity. I expect the First Love Church, look, the First Love Church in the UK, they are, you see that many of them are in Ghana. They are on mission, they are there whenever I'm ready to send them. I said, last week I called one, I said, you, I'm sending you to Cape Verde. He said, yes, daddy. Well, he's in Cape Verde now. Wow. Oh yeah, I just said, just go. No more talking, go. I've been in Ghana for said, go to Kivet. He's gone. He's out. He's just been waiting, whatever. That's it. And but he was a pastor in the UK. He was working. Then he was in Ghana and he was in the mountains in Mount Pong, the Bible school, working. Now go to Kivet. This is your chance. It's your chance. If you don't use this chance as you are standing here in America, how will we ever know that you are really an apostle to Americans? That some of you can preach and American Americans will be saved. Not immigrants. When I say we got first generation immigrants. Yeah? Where is your outreach? They want to hear you speak. When, they, when you speak, they know you are from there. They know you are one of them. When they see your hairstyle, your behavior, whatever, they know you are there. Where is your program? Where is your outreach? Where is your outreach? Where is your singing? Do you think, do you think, uh, where, 
that's not the only singer. This is Kezai. There's plenty of them. I have many, many, many. Yeah, I have more. More people. I play them, you'll be surprised. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Where are your singers? I'm expecting that there'll be only one person who sings in America. You must be joking. Many, and many things that you do in music, for instance, you have to learn how to pronounce words as well. Because you speak in a, with an American accent, you are pronouncing the things correctly already, which is one big thing. Where are the plenty singers? I should, we should have seen many, many more stars, singers, and all the music because of technology. You don't even need a keyboardist. You don't need anybody. <laughs> it's made for you. It's amazing. Is it not true? You see, at this stage, that's why I said that. It is not excitement that makes room for you at the table or in the house or around the table. It is the gift. And if you don't use the apostolic gift, it's activity, I'm telling you. I'll not lie to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. People look at me, the pastor says, so how do you have all these people? How do you have a church here? Church here? How do you have all that? How do you have all that? You see, I'm standing here. I've, I've, I've come for my flight. I've not slept. I've come here. I'm a, and I come. I'm preaching. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> oh, yes. What time is it now? 2 a.m. Oh, yes. I don't care what time it is. It doesn't matter. That's all right That shows that this is a first love church. First love church. You see, young people inspire old people. Maybe you don't know. You know, once my brother told me, he said, his, his daughter got married, then the son and the daughter came home. You know, he said, hey, the way they laugh, the way they talk, the way they are happy, it's like it made them the parents assess themselves. <laughs> it's like, hey, our lives seem to be over before it's over. Oh, yes. So young people inspire older people. I know one, one lady pastor, she told me, she said the way her daughter listens to messages and you can hear it. And she's a lady pastor, but she's not listening to any no message. She's backsliding from listening to messages long time ago. A lot of the pastors are backsliding. A lot of them. They are not good examples. And that is also one of the reasons why we have a first love church. So that it's a separate thing. Yes. So that your example is not something that is tired. Or your example is not something that has retired. Tired or retired. But your example is energy. Listen, listen. Without activity, you are not going to give birth. Oh, yes. Without activity, you are not going to give birth. 
And there has to be activity all around. One day I met a lady, she was not having a child. She said, Pastor, pray for me. I prayed for her, and after I said, look, I'll give you a word of advice. I asked her, when do you have sex? So she told me. So I asked her, what about at this time? She said, oh, no. We don't. You see, I told her, I told her the time that she should have sex, time of day. Really? I said, yes. She had a child and named the child after me. <laughs> Maybe you are too young for this type of examples. Maybe I should wait for the I should wait for the, the grown-ups. When the grown-ups come, I'll say all these things. Let me stop. Let me stop. You know, you are not bearing fruit. It's because you've reserved Christianity for Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. That's your Christianity. Your Christianity is ended on Sunday. Starts on Sunday, ends on Sunday. Goes on breaks for six days. I can tell you, real exciting adventure. Is that, what I'm doing now is what I did as a teenager. I always go to church every day. I'm in church all the time. I don't know the days. Yeah, I was in church on Sunday, whole of Sunday. Then I fly on Sunday night. It's, today is what? So it was Monday, yes. It was a Monday. I flew in the evening from church to the airport. And then airport here. And then we are on it. Oh, yes. So if you see me giving birth more children, spiritual children, don't be surprised. There's activity. Sit down. Okay, so Pastor Nana, you have your question answered. Thank you. Yes, next question. Hi, Prophet. Um, my name is Joab. Your name is what? My name, my, my name is Joab um, from the First Love Church, Hanover, Maryland. And, um, Where is the person? Where is the person speaking? Oh, I'm over here, please. Uh -huh, okay. Yeah, so I want to say thank you um, for teaching us and using you know, that as an example. So we are going to have many different types of crusade, carnivals, outreaches by the grace of God. And my main question um, stems and from... And I want you to do your carnivals and you're singing in such a way that we watch you from Accra and say, wow, Charlie, the guys have got some wild ideas and they are doing nice things and wonderful things. Yes, beautiful things. Huh? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. You say your name is what? Joab? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> and my, my question stems from um, a statement that you made earlier that we don't see the greatness of what we are doing, um, and God really gives us the glimpse to see it. So my question is a two-part question, and the first part is, 
what are the effects that takes place when you get that glimpse? And then the other part is, what can I do to increase my chances of having that encounter or having that experience? I don't think I really understand your question, but you are increasing your chances by being here. Amen. Whatever your chances are of something good, you increase it by doing what you are saying, the activity, and even by being here. Amen. All right? Yes. Thank you. Any question about anything? You don't have to say, I mean, like maybe you have to ask a question about anointing. You have, so you are thinking, that, I would I read something somewhere. I'm going to ask that question about, no. Yes. Okay, on this side. Hello, Prophet. Um, Where is the person? I'm here. So thank you so much for the opportunity. My name is Gracia. Gracia? I'm from, yes. I'm from First Love Phoenix. Um, my question, when I was actually coming on my way here, like from Charlotte in North Carolina, I had a discussion with a friend who is here, and she asked me a question about full-time ministry and then lay pastoring. Because it's like she's confused. Why, like God says that you are going to eat by the sweat of like all your labor and stuff. But why do we have full-time ministers? Is it because you are now like fine financially? That's why you want to do it. And then because when people tend to kind of do that before they are financially stable, they tend to kind of worry the church members and then they are broke. And people are now talking about it that, oh, the pastors are not serious. So she's like, she doesn't really understand that. So what is the fine line? When do you decide to do lay ministry and be in a full-time ministry? Thank you. All right. All of you have all the books, don't you? Turn with me to um, what it means to be a shepherd. What it means to be a shepherd. The last chapter. The question you are asking, the answer is there. How to become a full-time shepherd. Have you seen it? Chapter 14. Do you have it on your books, your phone? Everybody has it, don't you? Yes. So you, if you, have you found chapter 14? It says how to become a full-time shepherd. Is that not so? Then look at, keep going. It comes to five preconditions for full-time ministry. My sister, are you, are you listening to me? Yes. Five conditions for full-time ministry. Number one, you must have a special call to sacrifice Isaac. Not everybody is called to sacrifice Isaac. Is that not true? Number two, you must demonstrate faithfulness in handling a few things. So if you are not faithful in America, doing the little things that you have here, having a carnival, having a rehearsal, having an audition, raising up stars, getting the music, playing it, singing an outreach, why should you ever be in a full-time ministry? Why? I don't see why. Because you are, if you have not been faithful with little, how will you be faithful with much? So everybody who works for me has worked for me as a lay person before. Everybody who has worked for me, worked for me as a lay person. Or as a student. And all those who are in the ministry full time, they've been faithful with few things. Then you realize that this is a person who can be full time in the ministry. Number three, the third point, if you keep going in the book, 
a ministry that needs a full-time pastor. Not every ministry needs a full-time pastor. So the third condition to, to come into full-time ministry is a ministry that needs a full-time pastor. And if you have 21 members, why do you need a full-time pastor? That is why we don't have full lot of full-time pastors in America, in North America. Because the size of the church does not require a full-time pastor. So there are very few people that are full-time in America. And the people who are full-time in America are such that they are full-time because it's necessary. Because if you take, let's say, uh, Bishop Joel, he has to go here, he has to go here, he has, he, he has to do so many things that he cannot be tied down to any job. Or Bishop Henry, yes, now he's traveled here, he's going here, he's going here. He can't be tied down to any job. So just one or two people are needed to be full-time. The rest, everybody has to be a lay person because there's no ministry that needs a full-time person. When the church is big enough and now has so many people and so many issues that need somebody to be there full-time from morning to evening every day, then we will have a full-time pastor. So if you come to the First Love Center where you have an attendance of, I mean, six to 10,000 people every week coming to church there, I mean, you need people that are there all the time. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But if you have 44 members, I mean, you come up to 1,000, you can have a lay pastor. A lay pastor can have members up to 1,000 easily and, and, be, and do his job and then pastor the church. We, we have Pastor Bishop Clufio was a pastor of the church in Pretoria with over 1,200 members attending every Sunday. And he was working at a hospital 160 kilometers away. He traveled 160 kilometers every day to work and back. And he was pastoring a church of over 1,200 people, physical 1,200 people there. And he was a lay pastor. If you take the church where we, where we had the funeral in May, the pastors there, they are, they, were, they are medical doctors. They have built a big church. They are lay pastors. They are medical doctors. They are not full-time in the ministry. So they, they, don't, they don't need to be, and they can still run their, their medical practice, and they are doing that. So that's the third reason why you need a full-time pastor is that the ministry must need it. Are you with me? Yes. And number four is you need to have a death for the love of silver. Because the Bible says, he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Now, you need to be at a place where, are you with me? Yes. You are not desiring so much money. Now, there are people who have not even gotten rid of the desire to have money, to have this, to have that, to have that. Such people should not come into the ministry. Because when you come into the ministry, you all just want to use the ministry to get all these things. And it will always be a problem. It will always be a problem. It will always be a problem. You see, when you have somebody who wants money, or wants this, wants this, use the secular world to get all the things you want. Don't bring it to the church. It will bring so much confusion. You see, even some of these people asking us for $12 million and so on. I mean, obviously, they're after money. Do you understand? And those things cause problems. And you see that people who are like that, do you understand? They, they will never be happy in the ministry. Nobody's going to give you $12 million, $80 million, not now until Jesus, Jesus returns. <laughs> not going to happen. That's the reality. So, a love for silver and a love for money, it's never compatible with full-time ministry. 
If I was after money, first of all, I would not be in the first love church. I would not be in the first love church. I would stay where I think there is money. And you see me always in America going around from place to place and making people give me money. I know how to do that if I have to do that. But you don't see me doing that. You see me coming here. When I come, you see that it's like I'm forcing to just, I'm forcing to make the, the space to come. Because it's a, it's a, I mean, you, I'm about to have a big conference in Accra. I'm forced to fly here <laughs> and fly back just to do it. It's not a small thing. Yes. So, a death to the love for silver. And then what's the number five? A total surrender for all possibilities. Now, sit down for a minute. Are you still here? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Now, you may say, ah, I'm ready to be full-time in the ministry. Really? Come, come, come full-time, I send you to where I'll send you to. Are you surrendered to all possibilities? When you accept the job to work in the UN, do you understand? You surrender to all possibilities. Last time I was flying to Ghana on Qatar, Qatar Airways, and then I met a guy, he came up to me, he said, oh, hello, I'm so-and-so, whatever. I said, oh, wow. I, said, I asked him, where do you work? He said, I work in, um, uh, what is this country? Next to uh, Ethiopia, Somalia, yes. I said, Somalia? He said, oh, yeah, I work in Somalia. I said, oh, my family is in America. But I've, I've, I've been assigned to Somalia. He said, he said, I have one danger allowance, either death allowance, sudden death allowance, danger allowance, uh, what, risk allowance. He mentioned the difference. He said that when you add it all together, it's a lot of money. And you see that he's happy to risk his life for the money that he's going to get. But when it comes to the ministry and we say, okay, go here. Say, oh, ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. That's why we don't have many people from America opting for the full-time ministry. Because you are not ready for all possibilities. But Abraham was ready. Whatever God says, he was ready to do it. He was ready to sacrifice Isaac. He was ready to go anywhere. Are you ready for that? That's when you are ready for full-time ministry. So if you ever want to know where to be, whether you can be full-time or who should be in full-time ministry, what it means to be a shepherd, the last chapter has five points on the five things that you need, do you understand, for full-time ministry. Now, notice the maturity where Jesus said in John, he told uh, Peter, he said, when you were young, you guided yourself and went wherever you wanted to. But when thou shalt be old, another will guide you and carry you where you don't want to go. So it's rather a sign of maturity that somebody can send you where you don't want to go. Yes. Amen. Another shall guide thee and carry thee where you don't want to go. So when you are very mature, people can control you. So my bishops, the most senior bishops... They are the ones who have been, they are transferred, they are ready for anything. You can appoint them, send them, do whatever, go here, come here, do this, do this. They are ready. They will do it. Those are the more, more mature. 
And sometimes you see the immaturity of people by transferring them. When you say, you go here, ah, then they say, ah, then I'm leaving. <laughs> One of these guys, I said, go here. He said, then I resign. That's what he said. Then I resign. I said, cool. I said, come to Ghana. He said, then I'll resign. Yes. I said, come to Ghana. They said, then I'll resign. That's it. So it shows the immaturity. But when you are mature, someone says, go here, and you are ready to go. Oh, yes. That's when you be full-time. Before then, don't even come. It will will turn you into a monster. Some people became monsters by coming to full-time ministry. They would never have become so horrible if they had not ever been employed. Yes. They became monsters by coming to full-time ministry. That's why we take our time before we let people come to, from late to full-time ministry. Are you with me? Yes. Beautiful. All right, last question. Bishop. Hello, Prophet. Yes. This is Abigail. I'm right here. Okay. Abigail from Tacoma, Washington. Um, so <laughs> my question is... Um, so when I was in Ghana, I was under the feet of Bishop Ogo, and he encouraged me to start a Basenta. At, at that time, I didn't know anything about witnessing, going to evangelism, anything. So, but when he told me, I took a step, I started, and by the grace of God, I was able to win some souls wow. before I came here. Okay, what's your join. question? Yeah, so <laughs> my question is, so when I came here... What's um, your question? What's the question? The question is, I have the desire to do evangelism, mm-hmm. but there's this fear in me. When I was in Ghana, it was easy, but okay. here is, is difficult. Join, join a group that is doing evangelism. Are you in First Love Church? Yes, please. Who is your pastor? Reverend Sonny. He really encourages me all the time. Where's Reverend Sonny? <laughs> come, 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 come. No, you know, some of, some of the churches that were accepted as first love churches have older pastors and sometimes older. So if you are too old for the first love activities, we have to excuse you to go and be at the grown-up section. Pastor Sonny, are you too old for first love activities? Not at all. Not at okay. all. Not at all. Okay. Yes. Now she yes. says she's afraid of evangelism. No. No, Bishop, because um, just last week he told me to take a step. He's really encouraging me, forcing me, but the fear. You don't want us to pawn him. <laughs> Bishop, that's the truth. He's, he, he has given me a ministry, a multiple, uh, yes, multiplication, um, a multiplication campaign. Multiplication campaign. She's the one, I, I noticed that she has the, the potential for it, so I told her. To take the step. To take the step. And I'm backing her. I'm you are actually, backing her, actually, not leading her. You are I, at the back of her. I'm actually doing it with her. I'm doing it with her, showing her how to do it. <laughs> he says he's at the back of her. Should he be, should the shepherd be at the back no. or the front? The outcome, the, the, the shepherd is at the back. He leads me to green pastures. Prophet, I'm pushing her to do, to do it. And you are pushing from the back. Yes. 
You see, this pastor looks even too dignified to be pondered. Huh? You are afraid to, to ponder, you see. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Now, Pastor Sonny, we yes, want prophet. more. You need to lead her. Do you have you done auditioning in your church? Yes, she she um, sings with another another lady. No, no. Have you done an audition for singers? Like we want to see who is a good singer in your church. No, I haven't done. Most of you have not done the auditioning, isn't it? Because you are not interested in singers. Meanwhile, I'm interested in singers. Why are you not interested in singers? Why are you not interested in singers? Is singing not an important thing? How come you've not thought about it? Do you know how many people are good singers? You just have to start singing, trying them out. Try people out. Try yes, people prophet. out. Yes, Try people out. You'll be surprised. When little Keziah was singing, she used to be in Geneva. When she was singing, her pastor, Pastor Jimmy, he's dead now. But he used to tell her, I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you for bishop. I'm preparing you. For he used to tell her, years ago, I'm preparing you for bishop. One day you'll be dead. Yes. Pastor Jimmy. Yes. Amazing. And I would have been expecting that in the first love church, many of you, even as pastors, will be telling the young people, I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you. You say, say God, the only way to practice your ministry is to do it at the small, small level with nobody sitting there. And with few people, you preach to them, you sing to them, you outreach to them, you do everything with nobodies. One day I was invited to a certain city in South America. And when, I, when we went for the crusade, there was almost nobody there. Afterwards, the pastor told me, I've learned something. He said, you preach with fire and power as although the whole stadium was full. Wow. I said to me, it was a very powerful time. You don't only sit and wait for one day, one day when I'm famous and I'm great. No, this is how it starts. I expect all first love pastors to do auditioning, to find singers, to make stars, to do everything, to have activity, to reach out, to pray, to have prayer meetings. That is the only way. You can't leave people just how big is the church? The church is small, so the church becomes like a singing group. The whole church can even be the choir. I hope pastors have time for these churches that you are calling yourself pastors of. I hope you have time. You see, you, 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 you call yourself a pastor. Since the pandemic, you have not been able to bring your members to come back. And you call yourself. When you come to Accra, we have got all our members back. Oh, yes, we have collected them from the, wherever they were. You cast a pandemic or what? You can't tell me two years after a pandemic that these members didn't come back after the pandemic. Then you are not serious. You are not serious. You are not serious. And you are not a real pastor. 
I mean, before the pandemic, you had 50 people. Now you have 20 people. So since the pandemic, they want to be online. Then you are not, you are not in control of the church. You are not in control of your church. Before the pandemic, our church was smaller. We expanded it during the pandemic. And we, the whole church is full. And we are doing outreach. This week, they are doing another crusade. Every week, we are doing crusade activity. A boogie King, this one, that one, something. The church is full of energy and young people. And what are you doing? What are you doing? You are still reporting that your people have not come back from pandemic. You are a shame of a pastor. You are a shame of a pastor. Where is your control? Where is your shepherding control? How many are there that you cannot go and call them and organize them to come back? When the work resumed, did they not go back to work? Then how come when church resumed, they, don't, they didn't come back to church? You have lost control of the members. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. you. You can sit down. Okay, Pastor Sonny, so you know what to do now. Okay. You are blessed. Now, why are you wearing green when we are wearing red? Anyway, later. Check whether your neighbor sitting by you is too grown up for this meeting. How many have watched a movie up to 2 a.m. before? Raise your right hand so that God will see. How can it be that we are in church to 2 a.m. and somebody thinks that it's late? Is it, not, is it not hypocrisy? Is it not hypocrisy? What's happening there? Who is that? Is it an elder? Are the people at the back there? Which group is it? We'll transfer you to QFC. Every standing, every standing, every standing, every standing. Is every standing? Lift your hands. Thank God for what you have encountered in this first session by the grace 
Father, thank you for this first session that we have had in your presence. Guide us by your mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for your blessing. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In Jesus' name, we thank you, dear Lord, for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 